Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the GameDev.TV Community Podcast. I'm your host KB, and this podcast brings you the audio experience of GameDev.TV. Now, let's get right into the podcast. But uh, but yeah, so Zoe, today is your day. Is it, what brought you here? Was- so, it's a bit of a weird and wiggly road for me. <laughs> um, like... Which I think actually quite a lot of people have um, in terms of their career at the moment. Um, but I discovered, if we're going right back, so I was first of all a DJ was my first thing. And I discovered that when I was doing my undergraduate degree in my early 20s. And just kind of like, I don't know, I just completely fell in love with the idea of audio just something when I was you know playing music to people and just seeing how people reacted to music something something kind of shifted in my consciousness I've always loved music it's always my my first love but then I kind of started exploring like sound and the way sound made people feel and the way that you could tell stories with sound and you know that evolved and changed and then I started studying sound at university and then I discovered podcasts there properly because there was a long time where podcasts existed and then but but they were kind of like they're not they weren't what they are now and what they are now is like huge you know it's like one of the well in the UK obviously if yeah you can probably hear from my accent I'm from the UK Um, In the UK, it's one of the largest growing creative industries is podcasting, Um, which is crazy, is crazy. But, you know, five, ten years ago, it wasn't a big thing at all. So when it started to sort of blossom, that's when I sort of moved my practice towards just doing kind of pure audio. Before that, I was, you know, working on sound for TV and film and all kinds of things. But I kind of ended up where I am now just because it's such an amazing uh, storytelling method and platform. So yeah, very long-winded explanation. But it was basically it was basically just starting off by playing really like I don't know, lots of lots of funky music to lots of really like wrecked people in very dark rooms. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you think about wrecked people? <laughs> Sorry, like um, they may or may not have consumed substances that may or may not be legal <laughs> is what wrecked means <laughs> allegedly i don't that's know exact. no that's that's great it's <laughs> they were your first fans <laughs> yeah um and i did that for a long time with my collective um it's just, just really fun but you know kind of djing and playing records for people and just like uh, just moving through what audio and sound could do was my sort of start. Yeah, I was like, yeah, maybe ooh, coming up to seven or eight years ago. Before that, I was just doing academic things, writing lots of essays and learning about Plato and Emmanuel <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> what was your like? What, did you start doing music when you were younger? Uh sort of. I, I sort of played around with lots of instruments and was a massive sort of audio file when I was a teenager but 
didn't really start appreciating like DJing and playing music live as an art until I was in my early 20s. It was just, before that, it was just lots of listen, lots and lots of listening and lots of just loving the stuff that I heard. Um, but yeah, early 20s, I would say. Yeah. So what, what were you passionate about when you were like really young or like interested in? That, that is a very good question. That is a very good question because I, a lot of the, I, a lot of it was video games mm-hmm. when I was a kid, honestly. And okay. I sometimes wasn't a very happy child. And, and I still do this now. I realized that video games are a kind of mindfulness for me. So it's just a place that I can go, like a world that I can go to and just you're, you're in it. And you're and you're just and you're just there, and it's kind of like a weird meditation where you're not thinking about anything else. You're literally just focused on this immersive kind of experience. And for me as a child, I just I just loved sort of going into my like dark room and playing all of these games and just being like amazed at these these sort of stories that games could tell. And I mean, yeah, I'm now nearly thirty and they still hold that same place for me where it's yeah just a like a whole world that I can go and play around in and I can sort of if I have because you know I'm quite a busy person I can let the sort of busyness sort of float away and go and I will spend some time in this world not really thinking about it which is which is really cool yeah that's beautiful what were some of the games you played when you were younger I am a big Tomb Raider fan. Love Tomb Raider. Um, that was my favorite game series. I think it probably still is. Not the new ones, though. Why? Because they are different than the old. They're more like an Uncharted. Yeah, there's no, I wouldn't say I wouldn't. I say they're very entertaining games, but I kind of feel like it's. But maybe it's it's that thing of like rose-tinted lenses, isn't it? I kind of feel like they've lost a bit of their soul. I don't know what <laughs> what exactly it is. No, I understand. Yeah. But there's some, there's, I play them and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm, ent- I'm entertained by this, but there's a sense, there's just something, there's something missing from them. I don't know if it's because as a child, they used to absolutely terrify me. Like the, in the. Really? What do you mean? Really? Because I never played Tomb Raider, so they were scary. Oh yeah. When, yeah. I remember being a, a child and being absolutely terrified of these games. And I, and it was partly to do, I think, with the f- the first few, and this is like a sound design thing. There was often very little music in them, and the music would be used to like punctuate moments of like you know action or terror. So you would just have silence and this kind of like weird sort of like ambient sound. So you'd be walking along, you'd be like, oh. I'm not really sure like what's going on with this and then there'd be like you know like dinosaur would appear and you'd be like, like this, this, this sudden sort of shot of music and it used to absolutely terrify it used to terrify me so much <laughs> um oh my goodness. And, and also kind of graphically this is an i don't know what you think about this kb but when games had graphics that ma- like made sort of mod like the models so like the characters and the enemies look you know weird and pixelated i would always find that so much more frightening 
than like horror games now where I think where you can see sort of monsters in all their HD glory because there's something like that you can't there was something about those sort of pixelated models where you can't quite tell what it is that would always make me feel so uncomfortable and it used to happen in Tomb Raider all the time where something would jump out at you and you'd just be like I actually don't really know what that is and I find that terrifying but now because we're so graphically capable yeah it's almost like you see all of it and you know exactly what it well you don't know what it is because it's just a made-up creature but <laughs> you know there's a set there's like a sense of uncanniness in old games that really used to freak me out and i wonder if that's what team raid is missing i don't know but <laughs> i mean it could be i i don't really know if i feel the same way about the whole being more scared about pixelated creatures oh. just because i don't think i played a lot of horror games when i was younger but what reminds me of being like all pixelated kind of is the old james bond games because it was oh, not yeah. like the graphics weren't always high up but Anytime I had to hide from like enemies or do like those stealth missions, they would scare me to death. I, I don't know why. I was just like, I can't be found. And then, oh my gosh, she's there. And then I have to make it out in time. I could not. To be honest, like, I don't. We talked about it on that episode that we recorded about me. And I still haven't posted on it yet. But like, I had a lot of anxiety about stuff. So these games, they, they fueled. I was just like, ah! Like, I can't do this. Like, like, there's just certain situations, whether it's in the game or real life, where I just couldn't handle it. So, like, I mean, scary things always scare me, whether it's pixelated, whether it's real life, whether like Halloween Horror Nights. I'll go into those things. I see the person get scared, and I'd still be scared. I'll be even more scared. I don't know why. I get like, uh, it's, it's the it's the anxiety of it. But. Yeah. Right. Well, this is the thing. I feel like if you, if well, this is not a size fits all thing, but if you do have anxiety. Um, you know, there's those people like, so my husband, for example, absolutely loves to be scared. He loves like horror films. He loves horror films. It's all my friends. Right. Loves roller coasters oh, um, yeah. and all this. And I'm like, I'm, I have Do you no, not like roller coasters. No, I don't. No, no. Can't stand it. I just Come don't. On. <laughs> <laughs> those at least are fun. Okay. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I'm sure they are. But it's, <laughs> sure. I've tried them before and I don't really like them. I'll always try something once. Um, but it's yeah, it's not my thing. But I feel like if you have very bad anxiety, like you're kind of at a low level sort of fear all the time. So it's like, why would you want to put yourself in a situation that makes you feel more scared? Because like that's your life experience, is you're just you are just scared. <laughs> that's what I always think about yeah, about myself. So I do. So you're always like, you know how they have that Hulk scene in Avengers, where it's like the secret is I'm always angry. Like, yeah. You're always scared. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> it's, like, it's funny. It's like, um, you know, like what if there's like a scene where it's like pretend to be scared, and it's like you don't get it. I'm always scared. <laughs> okay, I'll pretend to be scared. Ready? Okay, I'm not doing anything. Do you know what? <laughs> always a little scared. <laughs> You know what's yeah. funny? I think that that I can relate to this so much. Like I think <laughs> I think we're always scared. It's like crap. <laughs> Why? I I I don't know. It's just like it's crazy. And you can have sort of well the anxiety the anxiety thing is interesting because you can have all the sort of success in the world and in your career, but there's always like a sense of like, oh, but which vital, you know, fall away in a minute. You know, there's yeah. this, it's like, it's yeah, really it, it might. You never bizarre. know. It's really bizarre, and you get like really successful people just forgetting that 
they have done all these amazing things and they're totally capable of doing all of these amazing things again. But obviously there's a, there's a fear that, Oh, maybe it'll never happen for me again. Maybe I'm not capable of doing it again. Maybe I can't, you know, it's just like, you just have to tell you just that voice, that little voice. They're a bad person and they want you to fail. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to their voice. Do not listen to that voice. They're bad. I don't know how I've got this topic. We were talking about two Hey, I want to get going down this road. So <laughs> when did you first feel that way? Or did you always feel this way? I've always, yeah, I've, I've always had like quite bad anxiety. And it's, it's interesting because I'd, I, I think like you, I'm, I would, I'm quite a driven person. Like I'm, I'm always, I'm always like looking at where I am and going, okay, how do I, move up the next rung of the ladder so to speak so how do I how do I go higher up always always like that's always what I'm thinking um but then also like having to do that when you have quite you have you have a sort of anxious demeanor is quite challenging um and sometimes it's just like yeah a case of pushing through it and just learning how to like interact with your uh, faults, let's say, in a constructive way. But that was not the question you asked me. You asked me, well, yeah, no, I've always been quite an anxious person. <laughs> but I feel like I've never let it hold me back. I've tried never to let it hold me back, which is difficult, I know. No, it is. It's because most people don't do that. It's so hard. Because there's a lot of people like us, but they always like, they're kind of like, what would happen if we gave in? And you see it and you're kind of like, no, just hold on a little bit longer. And they're like, I can't. And I'm like, I don't know, because to me, it's like, all I ever see is that like the choice where we choose to let it be, not to let us like define us or stop us. We kind of like move past it. So I can't really think about like, oh, what if I just let myself go? Yeah, I mean... I think I think there's something to be said for like giving yourself a break um, if you are feeling incredibly anxious, but yeah. also, and also and like kind of letting yourself go. Like what that looks like for me sometimes is just being like, just like I'll just play video games for an evening. And yeah, that's, just, I think it's different. It's more like you just kind of let yourself. I know what you mean. Lag. Like you're we're talking there's, about yeah. nervous breakdown. Well, then you should go probably. Okay, we're not even that, but it's more like. Your mind, like everything you do, is more of like I can't do it because I am in a certain way, or life is just I'm. The, you're defeatist mindset, basically. Yeah, that's is, that's a hard one to get out of. Yeah, because I have a friend like that who, just no matter what you do, he just can't get out of his situation, and mm. it, just, it sucks. Yeah, I mean, the, I suppose. Yes, that's a, that is a tricky one. And the only way really to get out of that situation, in my opinion, is you you go out and you actually achieve something that you're proud of. Because this, the second that you do, even if it's like a like a small thing, once you've once you've done something like that, it sort of it sort of ignites the flame of, oh, actually, you know, that wasn't that wasn't so difficult, and I am capable, and who maybe I could like do another little thing and then it's another little thing another but it's it is hard to, if you're in that kind of mindset which is a very easy especially at the moment because you know it's a bad time for a lot of people at the moment 
it's very easy to slip into that mindset but it just takes like a little step but it's actually quite a big little first step if you know what I mean yeah Uh, it's huge yeah to get out it's hard I yeah I really I do appreciate that it's hard I've been there I'm sure you've been there as well it's hard but so how do you think you've developed that mindset to like not let it bother you or not let it stop you I think actually it part of it is not really anything I've done but it's just the fact that I'm a a bit of a workaholic in some ways so I will just be all I'll always 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 just have fingers in so many pies which is like a great (laughs) great which is great I really encourage you I loved it. <laughs> I remember anybody else say that but you. <laughs> yeah, like I really encourage people to to do that because I feel I feel like um, it's okay to like have a lot of passions and to like nurture all of them. Even if you've got like one focus, it's good to to do lots of things because they all do feed into each other. Um, and it also yeah it just allows you to like broaden your skill sets I think it's just yeah I think a lot of it is just me just or just being just always doing things like I like I like to be busy and if you're that kind of person it's like very easy to take, make that small little step because you're like well right I'm like where's my stuff to do I want to be busy you know I want to be I want to be busy but if you're not in that mindset, it's very it's very hard to start doing that. If you know what I mean, I'm sure yeah, I'm sure you agree. Yeah. Now, what would you do if you didn't have anything to do? Ah, so this was this was the thing. Okay, this is interesting. So when so in the UK we we have um, this thing called the furlough scheme, and basically we've got millions of people who the government is paying their wages for them not to, they're not working though. Um, so it's to pe- keep people in their jobs. So I was one of those people that happened to. So at the, so I basically didn't have a job and was doing podcasts and things, but I had a lot of free time. At the start, it was absolutely glorious. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Cause I have, I've been working a lot and working very, very hard. So the first couple of weeks was very nice because everybody needs a break, even, workaholics need a break sometimes I think you need the most breaks yeah so it was really nice I had I caught up with a lot of games I played a lot of games which was fantastic but then eventually it's like yeah but what what's the next what's the next project what's the next thing like what what's next what's next what's next and I say that I didn't have anything to do but actually I was doing I was doing things which is not as much as normal I suppose um yeah I don't know I just get bored I just get bored I've I I'm quite a hyperactive person as well so I need to be like doing things constantly being constantly stimulated I don't know what I would do I'd probably just sit and play video games to be honest which is like which is fine but (laughs) like constructive yeah nothing wrong with that well because I'm saying that because it's like what if maybe being a workaholic is just like a distraction or hiding the fact that maybe there's something deeper oh sure yeah yeah. Like- yeah I'm sure I'm sure a lot of mine is like yeah I'm sure I do distract myself from my anxiety which is not necessarily a bad thing all the yeah. time like it's good to address things 
but it's also not it's also good to like not like wallow in things so I think like having projects is a good thing for that but yeah you're right definitely I definitely know many people who um yeah just like don't address things in their personal lives because they're working all the time but it's really like a personal choice and some people you like work is their therapy so yeah if it works it works well if it works yeah but that yeah I would never tell anybody not to do something or to do something if it was like helping them but yeah it can yeah it's definitely can be a excuse not to work on yourself because you're just like i'm busy i'm busy 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 all the time can't stop you know so yeah i do agree with you now how do you feel when you play video games it depends it depends what i'm playing to be honest um like i i'm more of a story i i enjoy a good story in a video game um obviously there's got to be a good balance between that and gameplay and the actual sort of mechanics of the game but i do really enjoy a good story because i think video games have an ability to create you know immersive worlds and immersive stories that kind of no other medium is able to currently achieve so it really depends on like where the story is taking me so could be yeah it could be any kind of emotion really but all i know is i'm not really thinking about anything else i'm just I'm just kind of in it, um, which is I think is why I've, yeah, I've played video games for so long and just found, find them just one of the most amazing mediums to explore stories and worlds. And it's just amazing. And I only so I had a long time where I didn't play games because I was focusing on my studies, focusing on my um, my journalism and all where my maybe like. Last year, the beginning of last year, I started playing games again because I just bought a PS4, so I was really behind. Yeah, so I had a long time because they because because games are an amazing place to sort of go and sort of frolic and play. Um, but they can also be a massive distraction for me, uh, and they can I can spend just hours and hours and hours playing when I should when I should really be doing other things. Which is, I think, is like a problem for a lot of people, especially people who play video games, because obviously you deep, um, play video games, sorry, uh, make video games, because you so deeply love this medium. You want to just be playing everything, like checking everything out. But there's just not enough time. You, you know, there's not enough time yeah. to be doing that. There isn't. If there was an eighth day in the week, it would be like every day week there'd be a video game day but there's not an eighth day yeah i wish there was <laughs> i know wouldn't it be amazing um although it probably just turned into another like nine to five work day or would it be a no it should be a, it should be a weekend it sh- if there's another day in the week it should be a weekend day i think yeah yeah because there's always it needs to be a day before sunday because friday is like still the weekend we're getting started saturday you only get one day and then sunday's like get ready tomorrow they have like Saturday and like an extra day, you'd be so chill on Saturday. You'd be like, "All right, cool, I got an extra day." I think I think that's right. I think I think you're right about that. You wouldn't want it to be like another Monday, so everyone has to like have an extra day working. That would not be. Yeah, no, no, no. it's gonna be video game day. That's yeah, <laughs> it's gonna so be a holiday. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So, so do you ever feel guilty? So you feel like you sh- 
does that make you feel bad for playing games too long sometimes? Not anymore, no. Because, like, now I know how to, like, manage my time correctly. Um, yeah, no, it's just like a, it's just time management, like everything is, really. It's just, it's just managing your time. Um, but I just, I'm glad that, I'm glad that I've revisited games as a medium because just, I just think they're amazing. I'm so happy to see that how far they've come, really. Uh, since I was a kid, although, I mean, the pixelated enemies thing, I do miss that. I really, I really miss stuff that you can't quite make out what it is. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I think. I think we still have some games like that, though, like some yeah, indie games. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. There's just an element of terror that you can't recapture <laughs> in HD, <laughs> which, uh, which is quite fun. Surprising, because I feel like it's the opposite, but. For yeah. me, like the more it I can see it, the more it's like, ah. Oh. It should, it should, it should be, but it's not for me. Yeah. Now, when you started doing music, what instruments did you play around with, or was it just like software, or? Yeah. So. And how old were you too? So I stopped, started properly playing around with music things when I was like. Twenty. So I'm a very I'm came very late. Yeah, late bloomer. Yeah, very much so. Very much late bloomer. Um, I spent a lot of my teenage years like not re- really having a clue what I wanted to do. I was, I'm one of those people who, Same. yeah, just like we just yeah. flit, flitted around, did lots of different things, um, and got into like music production when I was in my early twenties. I took a like an act, I guess what I guess it would be like the equivalent of a community college for you. Yeah, like I took a course at a community college on how to use this bit of software, and then I was just like, I think I need to go into audio. Like I love this. It's it's just great. I love doing all of this recording and you know making music. I can I can do it because I've done it for so long, and you're sort of expected to as a as a sound designer, especially on small project you are just expected to do music as well is a lot of what happens even though it's actually like I'm actually not a composer or a musician but I'll do it for you because I can whip up something for you it's not my first love um but yeah I can do it and I do enjoy messing around with it sometimes but my I more my thing is creating sound effects and sort of soundscapes and working with voice and all this kind of thing but yeah in my 20 in my 20s is when I messed around with music and that sort of moved into another area for me yeah and that was because of school or because you just were interested I so I'd I'd moved I'd moved to London um and didn't really know anybody here and the the way that I just emerged I just completely tried to throw myself into the city because London's quite a it's quite a um what's the word um hostile it's quite a hostile place if you don't know here it's quite hard it's just it's very fast-paced and um it's quite like cutthroat so everything's very expensive like you have to work long hours it's kind of like i imagine like some new city based listeners yes we'll be like we'll definitely uh identify with this so I've been to London before. Mm-hmm. Once. A different story if you live here. 
Oh, Hulk. okay, yeah, because it, it was not, like, I, I just didn't really get that New York vibe, maybe. Uh, it's been a while, actually, so, I, and I wasn't there that long. If you, if you first move here um, and you don't know anybody, it's quite hard to, um, like, move into circles of people that you can you know that you can become friends with and I, I was very lucky because I found those people very early on but I know that it is a hard for a lot of people so I just you know I like to try new things out so I was like I'll try this course I've just started DJing let me try this production stuff see what it's like and just like loved anything to do with audio and I was like I think I need I think I need to do this like this maybe this needs to be my one of the pies that I have a finger in or two whatever pumpkin pie <laughs> yeah right um but yeah, like like I said, I love music and I always will. But as in terms of my career, like I definitely moved very swiftly on from that. And like I'll make a bit of music, like whenever whenever I'm whenever I'm asked to. But it's definitely just like another skill that I have that I can mm. use, but not my foot, my, my sort of love or my passion when it comes to creating things. Yeah. Were you scared to move to London? Oh yeah, I really didn't want to. Um, but if you are well, first of all, my all of my family moved down here, so I grew up in the northeast of England, which is I very near to Scotland, so I was near the Scottish border. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like my parents moved down here. I had just dropped out of university and was like, well, guess I'm gonna move back in with my parents. So I moved. I moved down here and didn't really want to. And I still very much now have a love-hate relationship with the city. Like, it's it's now kind of where my home is. But there's certain aspects of it which I find very distasteful. Just, like, the, the pace of it. Well, not anymore, actually. It's kind of changed with COVID. But the pace of it, like, how expensive everything is, um, how large the city is. It takes a long time to get around. But then there's other things, like, the creative scene's amazing, which was really good for me, making like connections and building a career here. Um, you know, just there's a lot of this opportunities. Like, so yes, I was scared to move here just because I didn't know anybody. Um, but I'm happy that I did, obviously. I've, I feel like this city has afforded me a lot of opportunities. But it's one of those places where what, once you see opportunity flying by you, you just need to grab it because there are so many other people go like just as like just as talented just as hungry as you who are also going to go for it so you need to be like bam 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 go 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 it's like new york again similar sort of vibe to that interesting yeah, place look at you being all inspirational <laughs> i gotta go get after it grab your opportunities you have to like i mean yeah especially again again covid more people going for more things you just have to absolutely go for it and like if there is something that you want to do, you have to spend time cultivating whatever craft you've got going on and just like take a he like a head first run at it because there are, are so many other people trying to do exactly the same thing that you need to be the one whose head is the hardest and breaks through that, <laughs> that barrier first, <laughs> you know? It's true. It's it might true. even... I might use that for the title. Gotta get yeah. your way through. You got, you got, just you got. And if you have, you know, other things going on, like, you know, you're a person of color or you're a woman, and like, I mean, I'm one of the only 
uh, women in audio that I even know. I mean, it, we're a very small amount, amount of people. You have to be like, your head has to be like, bam, 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 so much stronger. You have to, you have to try so much harder. But, but you know, was, you can do it. You can do yeah. it. Like more to to do and to focus on. But it's possible. It's just more work. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can be like just Judy. Yeah, just Judy. <laughs> Yes, Judge Judy. Oh, she kills it. She's the best. I love her. <laughs> she is the best. Yeah. She's like a. She's must be like two hundred years old, but, and she's still right. doing. She's like, still doing it. She is. Yeah, she's yeah, still. Yeah, it could be a puppet. Like. <laughs> it was Judy. She won't. She won't. I'm joking. Allegedly. So how long did you? How long did you study for? Um. So I. I studied. So I did I did sound design and it was kind of like an audio engineering course too. So I did that for three years, um, and it was an interest it was an interesting course because <laughs> the only grades that mattered were in the final year. So usually so usually in the UK you'll do a three year um, undergraduate. First year won't count because you are you're getting drunk. And not turning up to your 9 a.m. lectures. Oh, yeah, of course. In first year. So no, so they don't count that one. And then the second and third year will count. But in my course, it was just the third year that counted. And I think it was probably because they wanted you to like develop as an artist and a creative in the two years. So you'd like be quite happy to take risks in those first two years and just try stuff out because there's no there was no like you're not getting a grade. In that, if you're just trying something out and it doesn't work out, it's fine because you didn't. You're not getting marked on it. The alternate thing that happens is people just mess around for two years, and then they get to the third year and they're like, "Oh no, <laughs> that's weird." Like it's weird. Yeah, you'd be surprised what? though. A lot of people did it, but yeah, not me. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm- I got to, I was, I was 23 when I started my degree and was just like, I am here to absolutely like smash this out of the park. Hey, and wait, wait. So before 23, what were you doing? Um, lots of different things. I had lots but of. But you weren't in school? No. I, so it's a bit of a weird story. So I started a BA, uh, I started an undergraduate and then dropped out halfway through came down to London and was just doing like lots of odd jobs. I've been, tra- I went traveling for many, many, t- like many months, etc. Just did lots of odd jobby things and then came back to education when I was 23. And in hindsight, I should have just waited until later on because I wasn't in the right, I didn't know what I wanted to focus on and I wasn't on, in the right mindset to do it until I got to like my mid twenties. That's a good, but I actually think it's a very good bit of advice. Like if you, if you're not sure about further education, just take a year, take a couple of years, do some other stuff. Don't jump right into it. That was a massive mistake that I made because it was a bit of a, it was a strange time in the UK because the university fees were about to be tripled. And if I hadn't gone in the first instance, if I hadn't started university when I did, it would have cost me three times more. So my sort of my year was pushed into further education when actually we shouldn't have been. Um, but now my yeah my definitely my advice would be 
if you're not sure about it, just wait around. It might not be the right thing for you. And there's lots of other ways to learn your craft uh, if it isn't for you. I really, I really enjoyed it as, a, as like an adult. So I was a mature student. It was like, really? Okay, fine. I don't take offense to that. It's fine. Um, uh, so you're good. It's just uh, crazy because it's like I started college too this year, which I'm 23. Right. Funny. You and I started this. I was like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> well, I think I actually think that's such a good thing to do. I think it's unlike knowing you. I, th- I think yeah this is like the perfect time for you to do it and you're like in the headspace that i was in when i started so you're, you're gonna do a fantastic job <laughs> i'm just gonna tell oh, you I, oh thank you i appreciate it <laughs> no it's true it's true true um and yeah i was just in the right frame of mind to just be like i want i just want to smash this out of the park and i will accept nothing less than me doing that so I worked really hard um and yeah I don't know what I can't remember what the question was that you asked me in the first place (laughs) I asked you how long did you study for it yes I've given you such a long answer (laughs) no this is what I want I like this eh? (laughs) yeah so I think it's good I think it's good to wait I I genuinely think it's a good thing to wait if you're not sure about further education, because it's a commitment, it's a money commitment, especially in, in the, the US. Money, yeah. Like it's a, it's such a massive money commitment for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's good to just spend some time. Travel, travel is so important. If you can yes. do it, privileged to do it. Not everybody does. Also, if you are going to travel, it's not as expensive as you think. It's not. I promise you, it's not. It's not. Yeah, if you're not sure, you just, just give it a year or two. Yeah. And now with YouTube, there's... You can try anything that you want to do on YouTube. Like, yeah. And there's a lot of uh, simulation games where you can, like, pretend to be a, a surgeon. So you can be, like, you can go play around. It's not the real thing, but you can still get an idea. It's like, do I really enjoy doing this? Can I do this every day? Am I fit for it? Like, can I do it? Do you might have anxiety while playing a game. You're like, oh, I can't do it in this game. I can't probably do it in real life. Like, you never know. So try it out. And in games other TV courses, too, like, they're not that expensive. And you can still learn the quality of content that you would learn in, like, a school. So it's like give all these things a chance and, and it's like wait any more then go to a higher education just it's oh. more of a being careful with the debt because you don't want to that can destroy you like how can you be passionate and, and creative and do things that you want to do when you're always like how am i going to pay for this or how am i going to do this or how am i going to like that's that's one it's like the maslow hierarchy if you don't have your like shelter and your like thing together then you can't move up and then the thing to do great things is to be able to be up in that ladder of the hierarchy mm-hmm. but yeah that was that's my bit oh no you're right 100 100 i wish I, it's i mean it's much easier for us in the uk because it's not this like the student loan system is very different um you only start paying it back when you make over a certain amount of money um and it gets written off completely <laughs> that's crazy the, yeah yeah so the actual sort of the cost like you you pay but you it's tight it's tight well, yeah, it's crazy because in like the u.s it depends on what kind of loan you got but if you got one the moment you pull out the loan it starts building interest yeah and then yeah that's horrible and the other one it doesn't pay interest until you finish school but there is never like oh once you make enough money then you have to pay it no no, no. it's like you gotta pay and if you don't if you're not able to pay it, it's just gonna increase 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 and for some people they they literally 
die with their student debt because of yeah. the interest. And you can't go bankrupt on it. I feel like that's like the biggest scam ever. Everything yeah. else you can be like, all right, like I can't pay this. But for that, the student loans follows you to the day you die. Forever and ever and ever. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, in the US, it's a, it's, I know it's a huge problem and it does send people into poverty situations but in the uk it's like slightly different because you just like i've yeah i think i've paid off like a thousand pounds of my student loan and that's it and no one will ever come around and repossess your furniture because of it like it's it's so much more relaxed Um, and then you know in scotland scottish students don't pay at all they have no fees uh that's amazing yes yeah uh it's amazing so you have to be i mean yeah especially u.s listeners you super careful super careful with higher education or get a scholarship yeah there you go <laughs> get a scholarship if you can yeah if you can do it yes please <laughs> yeah right. so did you make any sacrifices while like your little uh, learning journey between like 20 and when you became like really good at music sacrifices mm. You know, yeah, like sort of in terms of I would spend time working on my craft rather than, you know, it's all the classic stuff that people do, like rather than like having a crazy weekend, which I've had my share of. I've I've done that kind of thing, too. But I would go I would work on my I would work on my website. I would, you know. I was I've been a music journalist for like five years and how and would, I would work on my website I would work on my writing I would edit other people's writing I'd give them feedback I'd spend just whatever three little bits of time that I had just doing just working on things working on things working on things um and I suppose the main thing is you have to be if you feel like something is important enough to you you need to be willing to make like a future sacrifice for that thing. So it's almost like being like, I care about this thing so much. Am I willing to sacrifice something in the future for it? So like, you know, hanging out on a weekend with someone. Am I, ha- am I, do I love this enough to be able to sacrifice something? No, I'm not even doing it now, maybe in the future. Like then you know, then you know it's a passion if you're happy to even look forward and think i will yeah i will i'll do i'll make sacrifices later on for this as well not just right now you know Uh, but yeah just like working like my with with studying um i just like i was i was working at the same time so i had a job at the same time but um my job was quite brainless so i could just (laughs) so I could just like focus on my studies which is really important but I would just spend like hours doing things and because I was like relatively new to audio everything was you know in in the grand scheme of things so I had people on my course who had done music production for years or had done like what so I was very much like the baby of the class Um, yeah right and so I everything everything took longer because I was just learning it fresh and they, and every, and we'd be learning something. Everybody would go, yes, yes, I understand that. And I'd just be like, <laughs> I'm going to have to go do some extra reading on this. Because I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you're like, um, uh, yes. what? <laughs> or I'd be like, excuse me, I don't understand. <laughs> Can you please explain? You know, I'm that I'm that person in the class. Um, 
Which I think is a good if you've got if you've got um the ability to do that, I think it's really important when you're studying to be like, I don't understand what you're saying. Could you please explain it to me? Because because ev- everyone else thinks that and they're not saying it. That's is, true. is 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 often the case. So if you're like, excuse me, excuse me, tell me, tell me, you're doing it for them as well, I think. That's why I'm a star student. <laughs> star student. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then so then okay you became a music journalist yeah so this when is when was that like 21 22 this is a this is a really interesting story so we have so we have this thing in the uk called um called it's got a different name now but it used to be called job seekers allowance so it's basically if you don't if you can't find work it's so grim like no one ever wants to do this but if you can't find work the government will pay you a little bit of money each week, but you have to go to these meetings where they're like, have you found any jobs this week? And you'd be like, I applied for some, but I didn't get any replies. And they'd be like, okay, come back next week. And it would be like that, like that. Um, so I was doing that for a while. And, it, and when I, just before I'd started university, I just couldn't find any work. And I found this advert on the sort of search function that they have on their website. And it was like, oh, they're looking for, they're looking for, writers for this website well that sounds interesting let me let me sign up because I like keeping myself busy and doing things while I'm unemployed so I started as a writer for um this website called gig soup gig soup like a bowl of soup I didn't choose the name (laughs) um just the name yeah it's an interesting it's an interesting an interesting name that's for sure um gig soup and um I started writing for them and that quickly evolved into editing and then I would became one of the shareholders in the site so I co-own it now which is really cool. Oh really? Yeah. What? Look at you. Yeah which is really cool. Um, so now I'm senior editor which is really which is really cool and it's one of my my proudest career achievements because it's like it blew up when I was uh, working on it and it's just really cool. It's just a really cool website and I'm still like still part of it. It's more sort of ceremonial now because I'm busy with other things. Um, but it was brilliant. It like, I got to meet and interview so many people that I would never have met. I went like to events and festivals that I never would have gone to. And it just like, it's just a, amazing experience for me I was doing it while I was at university as well so I was studying and like working for this website at the same time uh but it just goes to show like if I like it was just like a little advert on a website and if I hadn't like gone for it I wouldn't have had this amazing like five-year experience mm-hmm. I would I would just like you just never you never know where things are gonna go and sometimes it's like Oh, they don't go very far. Like they go, they go a little, like they go a little way, or they're like just a highway that you drive down forever. <laughs> That's such a weird analogy. You know, I like I mean? that. No, that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you took a leap of faith, and it worked out for you. Yeah, I would always advise. And it's like that thing of um, what's it? Fortune favors the brave. It it really does. But it's more, it's more that the brave put them put themselves in the path of fortune rather than fortune favoring them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I would say. I love that. What's the T1? So T1 is T1 is my collective, um, and we we 
formed whilst I was uni- at university, I think. And we we would just play show, like live shows around the UK. So we'd we'd do each do like an a couple of hours DJing. We would just we would just host a night essentially. So we did that all around the UK for a while. That was really fun. Um, but I feel like it's really interesting because kind of performing live is a whole different ball game to presenting something like over audio, like over the radio. It's, it's like a sort of personal stake in doing something live, which like I kind of like, but I also find it kind of terrifying. Whereas like the other, the, the boys in my collection, it's me and, and three boys, they kind of, they love that kind of, unknown element of live performance but I I I was never took to it in the way that they did so I'm kind of like semi-retired now from doing that um, but it was really fun and we had a great time doing it and you know they're three people who are also different and have such different music tastes and we ended up doing like a radio show together through uh, the roundhouse which is like this massive cultural institution in London which was amazing opportunity again like some you just have to go for stuff we saw the the outreach for shows to be pitched and we just applied oh man yeah it was really fun it was like being in a band in a way um it was it was good fun but um you know we we've all sort of peeled off and done our own things two of the boys have another radio show in another uh, another London station um and I've moved, I've moved into a sort of different podcast and much more sort of away from music, more into like, well, this kind of thing and current affairs and those kind of, those kind of things. So yeah, just, it's just like people's interests changing, but uh, you know, we were still a band once, yeah. but not really. <laughs> when you'll come back together. <laughs> one hit one. We never, we, we, we are still together, um, but obviously like there's no we make we may go and do some more shows one day but at the moment there's no shows so (laughs) you just need a promoter obviously (laughs) yeah no there's just no live music anywhere in the uk at the moment so um, right yeah it's not happening you guys should uh you guys should figure out how to blend these two things together and do the online music show yeah, get the get stream. the group together and do a live show for your podcast. Yeah, we did. We did think about live streaming. Um, there was just yeah, there was just a time where we were properly locked down uh, here. No one was like, no one was gathering together outside of their households. So it was just, it literally just wasn't po- like practically wasn't possible. Um, we could continue doing the radio show and podcast from home because it's the great thing about the medium is you can just move it to digital (laughs) you know and we did that but like actually getting together and doing a live performance over stream like you just couldn't do it here for a long time probably could do it now yeah (laughs) maybe 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 the band will reach who knows never know (laughs) yeah and what is cloudy clouds Cloudy Cloud, so he is a good friend of mine. Um, he is, I just interviewed him actually for my radio show. He's a rapper, a, a friend of mine. He's just released, he's about to release his first album, which is really fun. That was the last show that I did was the Cloudy Clouds one. And then your own podcast episode, what is that? 
for all the gay uh, people who don't know? Uh, my own show. What, yeah. What's uh, so, uh, the show that I do with Transmission FM, which is the roundhouse, the institution that I told you about, radio station, is called Fantastic Beats and Where to Find Them. Oh, that's, that's perfect. We all took a day off when we came up with that title. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so it's just like a sort of current music show. We have guests on. We play music, we discuss things, and yeah, it's pretty fun. We looks like we're coming to the end of our tenure with it. We've been doing it for two years, but um, I think possibly we're going to stop doing it in September. So we're going to that will that'll be sort of should we say? <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, that's my show, and then obviously I do this with you guys, um, and then have some things in the pipeline coming up, which are really exciting. But I can't I can't talk about that yet. So gagged. Yeah, it is, it is, it is. We need a soundboard so that we can have, like, sound effects, like... Yes, that'd be so cool. I know. You know, I was actually... I was thinking about this. Um, (laughs) What we need is an air horn. Right. Yeah, that's what we should do. I guess we should all just bring... (laughs) Bring our (laughs) sound-making. Perfect. So you asked me what I'm doing at the moment. Um, yeah, so I do my own show. Um, I'm still I'm still senior editor at Gig Soup, so I still oversee all of that stuff. Um, I've just taken on a mentee, which is really exciting. Um, so I'm like, yeah, mentoring someone at the moment, which is really cool. And then, uh, yeah, I've got like secret things coming up. Uh, yeah, which I can't talk about. I don't think at the moment but just stay tuned for that yeah it's real i'll I'll tell you about it when we're not recording but um (laughs) yeah yeah just uh some it's been like a a very exciting last couple of weeks for me um and definitely have some stuff around the corner which is yeah which is really cool but yeah can't talk about it yet And then what would you tell anybody starting out as like doing sound, sound for games, all of that? Um, well, that all that stuff that I said about the higher education thing, um, I'll just reiterate that if it's not, if you're, if you're keen on learning about sound design, um, you can very much, it's just like, it's like any, we've spoken about this a lot on this podcast. Um, there's the ability to teach yourself so easily and to take like a little taster of things. And there's lots of elements to audio and sound design. And, you know, do you want to, you want to do games, you know, although game sound design is something quite hard to find online, like um, online for tutorials. Like there, there really isn't. There's one like online space out of Canada, which you can take like an actual course. Um, Otherwise it's like a not lot of things. But the wonderful thing about um, like game development tools and sound game sound development tools like WIs and all those kind of things is they're free and you can just mess around with them and there are tutorials for them. So before if you've got an interest in this before you start doing an undergraduate, just don't take a little take a little taste, take a little flavour of it. Rather than jumping into an undergraduate degree, just take a, take a little flavor, take a, just have a look and see what's 
available online try out free software because like, all of this game development software is free it's amazing like if you're just trying stuff out it's amazing um obviously like wys for sound um you know if you've got a, a mac you'll have garage band just available and just download like stock sound effects and glue them together and manipulate them just you can just you can the wonderful thing about it is you can just try all of this stuff for free um but when you do get to that stage where you want like professional training it's actually quite hard to find online for sound designing games i've found anyway but i could be i could be not looking in the correct places but just give it give it a shot try it out have a little taster is what I would say if you if you've got an interest in this area, but it's brilliant. It's a really fun area, and because not a lot of people do it as well, like comparatively, is um, much. It's a much smaller community, which is really really great and really really um, tight knit, which I really I really like. So yeah. I remember you saying that when we originally interviewed you about how challenging it is to find like game oriented audio audio design and, and stuff like that. Do you think that's just because of the nature of 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 audio and sound design being like kind of a very scientific thing? I mean, like, what what are the other things that people do with sound design, right? I mean, I know that they're like sonic engineers for dealing with like urban development and vehicle design and you know, aircraft design and, and stuff like that. But that's all very, very, you know, high-end scientific stuff, right? Yeah. Is that, I don't know, I'm just kind of speculating. What do you think? Um, I actually, do you know what? I think it's it's partly, partly that people possibly are put off by that quite seemingly scientific side of it. Yeah. But it's actually, it's not that hard actually to get the basics down if you're really interested in designing sound. But also I think it's because, it's say in a, a film scenario, so in like a film crew, you have like director, cinematographer, blah, blah, blah. I mean, those are the sexy, the sexy jobs are the director, cinematographer, scriptwriter, And that's just because those are sort of the known ones, that's what everybody wants to do. And I think with game development as well, there are certain roles that like, I want to be, I want to do this, that, I want to, you know, I want to be a character animator. But then there's all these other roles that are amazing and really rewarding, but they're actually not like... Not as sexy. <laughs> sexy. That's the thing. And like sound design is not seen as sexy. So people, I think people kind of forget about it. And because we're sort of, visual creatures first and foremost i think people almost think that it doesn't matter in terms of creating a world but actually it really really does matter it's so important. yeah it's so important but and once and once you hear bad sound design especially in like a <laughs> game if you hear it it breaks right. your immersion and your films too um anything and it's almost like this sort of invisible player in this big game you know that you're participating in so just because yeah it's just not seen as a, like a sexy thing to do but it obviously is look at me <laughs> <laughs> wow that's why and also yeah people, people are put off by the sort of um the learning curve with this sort of scientific kind of theory element as well sometimes but it's not actually that hard well, I, what are the classes like <laughs> i mean you say you want 
you say you want to do the you know the college education so what does that track look like that, this is so this is the question i i've i have done it um you don't need to do it uh i i don't think but you can you know you could there's yeah for video game sound <laughs> probably what you would you would start by doing in the uk anyway is either going to a specialist undergraduate because there are a couple in video game audio there's not many but there are a few or failing that if you you know can't go there or don't get the grades you just sign up to a game development course a general one and then specialize in video game sound a lot of people i know did that at my university so yeah that's what it would kind of look like but there's really not a lot of like professional training for it you, a lot of it's just messing around on your own and learning a lot of people's pathway into the industry kind of mm -hmm. goes that way yeah so essentially the main reason why you're saying speculating here that you should get the you know the formal training is so that you have the doors open for those other fields potentially no i don't actually i don't actually think you need formal training in it um you can do that if you want like people learn in different ways but as you say like i yeah i don't think you need, i don't actually think you need like an undergraduate training to do it you can very much learn yourself but it does help, like having the connections of a good university is always helpful, but it's not necessary. So, not for video games, but if you want to do video games and just video games, that just pigeonholes you into only being able to do video games. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. So it's not, not necessary. Uh, I just happen to do it because I, I like that kind of learning style, but you don't sure. need to do <laughs> do your hobby for a living <laughs> yeah that's what you want to yeah that's what you want to be doing so yeah guarantee you everything that anybody wants to do somebody is willing to pay for it <laughs> okay. exactly. it's time for a challenge <laughs> time for a challenge I'm, and don't worry i'm ready for it i'm yeah. ready for you <laughs> i see you and i'm ready for you so challenge to the game that tv students could be anything okay <laughs> Mine's a bit of a cop out actually because it's it's kind of it's kind of a challenge, but it, it's it depends on what kind of person you are. But I would I would definitely say if you're like me and um, you're like quite a hyperactive person who's like always doing always doing things, ch challenge yourself to just like take a little break i know it's really hard for people sometimes but just a little tiny break out of what you're doing just to like have some time to yourself and i think it is actually really helpful to just sort of sit with yourself and not be working it gives you time to like work out your goals what you want to be doing your focus that kind of thing so it's like kind of a challenge it is actually quite a challenge for some people to do um but yeah just i would just take a look take a little break there's always time for a little break, but just a little one, just a little one, and maybe like reassess things would be my challenge. Yeah. Okay. I like that challenge. Mm -hmm. I, well, um, it was a pleasure having you on and, and letting me interview you and go through your whole entire amazing backstory. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but, uh, but now the mic, we hand it to you so you can do any shout outs, any uh, last inspiration, and the uh, mic's yours. Okay, so 
do I have anything to, to shout out? Let me just think. Yeah, all of all of my, like the things I'm going to be doing haven't like happened yet, so I can't really shout any of them out yet. Um, but yeah, obviously my radio show is still going on. Fantastic beats and where to find them, and you can find me and my collective if you want to look at all the band photos that we have, um, where we all look very moody. <laughs> which is important for a band we all look i i frown a lot in pictures um but i'm actually quite a happy person um, <laughs> for all of those things i'm frowning so anyway our social media is t.1.collective without the final e and you can like find our radio show there all of the things the website that i co-own is um gigsuitmusic.com site music reviews think pieces like we always need new writers so please come along and like i always give people feedback i think it's like we were talking about this earlier um erin it's so important to get feedback on your writing and feedback on your work so if you would if anybody would like to write about music please come along to gig soup and hit me up because (laughs) we always need people to like we always need new voices um, and oh, I gotta write stories about Danny Carey's amazing polyrhythm drumming. Please, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Please come along. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's a great little community gig soup. I'm really proud of it. And then otherwise, yeah, just uh, I'm always here on this podcast <laughs> with these guys. These dwarfs eat baboons. <laughs> I'm literally plugging the thing that I'm currently doing. Is that a plug? Yes, plug exception. Plugging the thing that you're currently doing, yes. Plug exception. <laughs> so, I'm also a co-host of the GameDev.TV community podcast. Uh, which these, is this. Which is this. Uh, with these lovely, lovely boys. Today. Which is literally this. Um, give, it, give it a watch. <laughs> give it a listen. Can't watch it because it's a podcast. Give it a listen, sorry. Um, and that's it. Got lots of exciting things in the pipeline. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> don't make wow unless you're me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> don't, don't make wow. Maybe make all the sound effects for wow if you're me. Um, follow your dreams. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. You can find all GameDev.TV courses at courses.gamedev.tv slash courses or in the show notes with a 10% discount. Get started with your game development journey today.